Welcome to Fantasy Football BS with your hosts, Bryduck and the Snowman. This podcast is for all fantasy football players from your newbies to the most experienced players. This podcast is sponsored by Air Care Heating and Cooling, your number one air care heating and cooling provider in the Bay Area. In this episode, we'll be previewing all the games of the week, as well as giving you Bryduck and Snowman studs and duds of the week. So sit back and listen to this great content so you're the one dominating your league and hosting that fantasy football trophy at the end of the season. It's Bride Duck and Snowman. They come from San Man. They drop a little knowledge about the fantasy program. It's fantasy football. Mm. Division rivals player. Mm. Snowman's a Bronco while Bride Duck's a Raider. Yep. But that just makes for better bullshitting. <laughs> Two of the smartest football minds, so listen. A Raider in Fort Worth, a Bronco in the Bay. Bay. A mission to the top of the standings to stay. What's up, everyone? Welcome to week one. Finally, we are here. Finally, all the stuff we've been talking about, we finally got here to week one of the NFL season. Welcome to Fantasy Football BS. I'm the snowman with my co-host, my Texas native and Las Vegas Raider rival over here, Bryduck. What's up, man? How stoked are you for this episode? What's up, man? I'm doing good. I'm very stoked for this episode. I cannot believe NFL season is upon us, guys. We are ready to get lineups going. I am super, super excited to actually see some football. Finally. I know. Finally. I cracked open my beer, everyone, for the episode. I'm drinking an Everybody Panic. It's a tropical IPA out of Redwood City, California. A small little brewery out there. So I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. I definitely am excited to have this and excited to, to go over and bright up. Why don't you hit them with, with what we're talking about this episode? Yeah, so uh, now that we got a lot of that other content out of the way, you guys have gotten drafts out of the way. We're getting ready for the season to get underway here. Um, we are going to be talking about how to set up your lineups. We're going to be going over what we're going to be calling for the rest of the season and what all of our fans will get used to is studs and duds. So we'll be going over our studs and duds to be looking for each week. Um, some that you'll want to maybe start and others that you may want to shy away from um, based off of you know some of their projections. Also, uh, for the season, we will be dropping episodes every Wednesday and every Thursday. So be sure to make sure that you guys are listening and subscribing to the channel so that you know when those episodes drop each week. Uh, on social media, if you guys aren't already, please follow us on uh, social media, at Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Instagram, you can follow us at FantasyFootballBS. On Twitter, you can follow us at FantasyFBBS. And on YouTube, at FantasyFootballBS. Uh, podcast platforms anywhere you listen to your podcast iTunes Spotify Google Acast you can find us at fantasy football BS um, so please make sure that you guys are liking subscribing and continue following all of our all of our episodes absolutely absolutely I'm, I'm excited for the studs studs and duds man we've been talking about it nice little competition get a little bit more competitive in our conversations here we got to put something on here. We got to, I don't know if fans can give us an idea of what we should bet or what we can like, what the loser has to do. Maybe do our own little punishment. I don't know. What do you think? I love that. I love that. I think uh, if the fans can throw us some, uh, some ideas in the DMs, either on Instagram or Twitter, definitely shoot those over to us. Um, you know, we'll be letting all you guys know kind of what we decide upon, uh, whether or not it'll be maybe an award or a punishment or something, something fun, uh, so that, you know, there's actually something on the line here. I know, I know. Maybe our, maybe our boy, the plug might be able to hook it up a little bit or, you know, I, I like drinking beer. I got this Ghostwood Brewery beer I'm drinking right here. So I don't know, fans, hook it up, make, make bribe, buy me some beer over here. (laughs) send you a keg through the mail (laughs) send me a keg (laughs) send me a keg i love it yeah you know what and and another thing i'm super excited about um something that came out this morning that seems very promising is the nfl released these uh these covid results did you see that yes i did so i mean pretty pretty promising results only one player has tested positive since they started uh doing these these tests in mass back in the beginning of august um and and across you know not just players but also with uh staff as well only eight total cases so 
I mean, and and they did something like 50,000 tests. Yeah. So that many tests and you only had eight positive results. You know, we, I, I know I was a, a huge skeptic um, early on months ago when, when a lot of this COVID stuff started going on, thinking if we would even have a season. Um, and here we are, you know, season's going to be going underway. And the, the next question was, you know, will the season actually finish? Will we have a full season? Um, yeah. But if, the, if these are the results, I mean, I, I think it's pretty promising. And I was listening to the radio this morning on the way into work, and uh, Jerry Jones was saying that even if they have one player test positive, that won't be enough to shut down games week by week. So unlike like the MLB, yeah. um, the the athletics, for instance, uh, you know, one player tested positive, they shut the whole postseason like down, playoffs oh, yeah. down, and said like we're not gonna play. They made the athletics stay out in, in in Houston for you know over the weekend, and I mean just just crazy how the MLB is handling it and how the, the NFL is looking at it. So very interesting. I, I hope that you know down the line this doesn't come back to to bite them in the in the butt, but uh, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm happy at least we have a season to be talking about right now. Yeah, no, I mean, we didn't know what was going on and dropping this new podcast. We didn't know what we were going on, but we wanted to keep it going. And it, it sounds like we're going to be able to have at least uh, at least a start. I mean, we, we start Thursday night, so we're, we're ready to go and uh, jumping in right into it. As always, just want to give a nice shout out to our sound en- engineer. <laughs> Alright, Duck. let's jump right into this thing right here. Now, I, I want to make sure that we kind of explain, do a little bit something. It's not going to be in our every Thursday episode that we're dropping like this one, but just for the newbies here, just to support that fan base that we have, okay, let's just, what do most leagues break down in a typical lineup size? How many players and how does that work? Yeah, so a, a standard league, you're looking at, you're, you're going to have a starting quarterback, two starting running backs, two starting wide receivers, a flex position, which in a standard league will consist of a tight end, running back, or wide receiver that you can flex into that that position, um, a tight end, and then a defense and a kicker. Um, so those are those are your positions of, of where you're going to be able to you know, kind of select your players and where you're going to be able to plug them in. Now, ideally for that flex option, even though you can put a tight end in there, I wouldn't. I would certainly shy away from that. Um, There are people who draft tight end heavy. Um, You know, for instance, like our league and your wife having pretty much every tight end in the league. Yeah, um, she she certainly probably could put a tight end in the flex, but (laughs) I, I, I wouldn't. Um, because your running backs and your wide receivers are going to put up a lot more, a lot more points week to week. Um, <clears throat> you do have your anomaly tight ends that are pretty consistently putting up a lot of points week by week. Um, so if you had a George Kittle and somehow had a Kelsey, sure you could you you could start two tight ends. Um, but outside of of those options, there's not not very many instances where you're going to have two tight ends starting. Um, in my opinion, of course, always being running back heavy, if you have a third starting running back option on your team, that should probably be who you plug in there because of the simple fact that running backs are going to have a lot more opportunity for points. Um, some weeks, wide receivers will get shut down by a corner and they'll literally get you sometimes like no points at all. Um, whereas a running back, even if they have kind of a, a down week say they have 80 yards on the ground you know they're still putting up points for you in the in the positive direction um so i always tend to lean running back centric myself exactly exactly and and there's always weekly projections that analysts and they put together that though michael thomas is facing this corner this defense at home with breeze by with as quarterback these are what his projections are how much do you read into these projections? And of course, without a doubt, you can just ask us. But how much do you read into these, Bryduck? It definitely provides you with an idea, but of course, in no way, shape, or form is it something that's you you can actually 
count on that being what they're going to get. Um, and that's kind of how we're going to be determining our studs and duds for the season. Um, so to kind of explain that for, for some of the, the listeners. So we're, we're going to go a plus three uh, for studs. So based off of those weekly projections, say it's 20 points. Uh, in order for them to be considered a stud for that week uh, that we select them, they would have to put up, say, 23 plus points. Um, that would put them in the positive direction. And in order for them to become a dud, they would have to be three points less of their projection. So if they're projected to get 20 and they scored 17 or less, they then become a dud for the week. Um, so for, for those weekly projections, you know, sometimes we look at those and we're like, there is absolutely no shot that this guy is going to put up <laughs> that many points this week. And it makes it pretty easy. Um, but some of these point projections are just obnoxious. Like I've seen, what was it? Patrick Mahomes as high as like 35 points projected yeah. this week or something like that. Yeah, like, absolutely. That's just insane. Now, yeah. sure he can do it and probably will, <laughs> but it's just a crazy projection, right? I mean, 35 points is a lot of points, um, for, for one person to put up on your lineup. So, uh, definitely, you know, pay attention to those, um, but don't read too much into it. I know a lot of people will look at, uh, you know, who you're facing that week and it'll show you like the, this person's projected to win 52% to 48% and they're projected to put up 140, you're projected to put up like 132 or something like that. Um, so if, if you see that and you're like, oh no, I'm going to lose by eight points, projected to lose by eight points this week, don't, don't really pay attention to that because once the first, you know, games start kicking off on, on Sunday, uh, those point projections, I mean, th those numbers go up and down throughout the day so much. It, you'll literally drive yourself mad watching it, um, which we do because yeah. that's what we that's what we do. <laughs> I mean, I'm predicted to lose to my wife in week one, and she's got four tight ends. So we'll see if that four tight end setup, whatever she's rolling with <laughs> versus my three-headed monster is going to work Who, out. <laughs> uh, who's sleeping on the couch? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I might, week one. I might have to lose on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> week one, and you have to go up against the wifey. That's yeah. no bueno. <laughs> I know. I know. Stay tuned, everyone, till next week to see, to see how that yeah. ended up. Does Snowman exactly. sleep on the couch? <laughs> or is he welcome in the bed? <laughs> and, and then and then another thing that we are going to uh, talk about here is also um, questionable, doubtful, out, uh, you know, notes that you will see uh, on players throughout the, the, the year. You're going to see injury reports come out. Um, one question that we get a lot is, you know, we'll get a, a DM from someone that's like, oh, no, Amari Cooper is showing questionable this week. What should I do? And then you go to it and it's like, it's just, you know, he was sitting out of practice because he's a vet and, you know, he doesn't need to practice anymore. So they came up with some fake excuse injury that gets him out of practice for the day. And by rule, they have to put something out there to why a player is not practicing. Um, so, you know, they'll say something, you know, like a sore hamstring or something like that. And a lot of times it'll cause alarm for, for fantasy football players like you and I who are like, oh, no, like what's going on with this? Now, when you want to start paying attention to that stuff is when it starts to become a week-after-week week type thing. Yep. So you will start seeing trends of players who are like, every Wednesday, Thursday doesn't practice, but every Friday, Saturday does practice. Yep. Um, so those are those will be trends that you'll start to, to see because, like we said, if, if a player is a vet, a lot of times they don't practice. Some of these guys, they just don't practice because they don't want to you know, risk injury or get over, you know, fatigued before, before a big game. Um, so they'll sit out, you know, a couple days throughout the week, every week, and they'll come up with some sort of excuse as to why. Um, but you know, there are ones where you have to be really concerned. Now that's when you see not a Q next to a name, you see the letter D and that is doubtful. Now that is definitely causing some, some hair on the back of my neck to stand. Cause I'm like, uh Oh, this guy's <laughs> actually doubtful, yep. uh, which means that this player is probably not going to play. Um, so I need to start looking for options at this point. Now, if you see the letter O next to a player, that means they're out. They are definitely not playing. Pull that player off of your lineup and plug in anybody else. You have no idea how many times I have gotten so frustrated watching a team lose because they didn't take a player who was out before the game started. 
and now they lose that week because they're like, oh, I totally, you know, didn't even realize he was out this week. And it's like, what, what are you doing before the game start, you know? So pay attention to that stuff. If you see those things, make sure that you're reading into it. If you have questions, um, you know, always DM us and we, we can help you guys out. Yeah, we'll be listing those off, like you said. So we'll be able to help you guys out, make sure that we touch on those those bye weeks for everyone that's in a bye week, as well as, of course, those questionable doubtables and out players and let's let's jump right into to our preview for thursday night football who are some who are some key players that you're really intrigued we get to see the super bowl champions reigning super bowl champions so who are some key players or just interesting people that you're looking out for thursday night football I mean, you can't help but want to see what the Chiefs can come out and do, right? After yeah. that huge, huge season last year, um, you can't help but want to see if they can continue on with that electric offense that really just took the, the league by storm last year, or if teams are going to take game tape and figure out how to shut them down. Um, but key players I'm really looking forward to, to watching is, is Patrick Mahomes, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah, um, all this hype. I'm I'm really interested to see if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is worth the sixth overall player that people have him ranked. Yeah, so, I mean, when we put out our running back rankings, I know people, you know, this week who might be catching up on episodes have been asking me, like, hey, why do you guys have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire so far down your list? I think we had him at, like, 18 or something at yeah. the time. Um, that was because that was still when Williams was in and he wasn't opting out of the season for COVID and it was going to be like kind of a dual back type situation. So his value wasn't as high um, for anybody. Exactly. Uh, and then all of a sudden Williams opts out of the season and Clyde Edwards Hilaire has now up to a few minutes ago before we started this episode is now season rank overall projected to finish number six. Crazy. As a rookie running back, those Crazy. are some huge, huge expectations. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I hope, you know, for my sake, he does pan out because I drafted him in our league. So, <laughs> but I mean, I, those are, those are some huge, huge expectations for that kid. So I hope he can pan out. I hope he, he does well um, as a fantasy football player. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's what we do, even though he's someone I, I don't like as a player because he's on the chiefs and I don't like the chiefs. Um, I still need him to do great. So I'm going to be rooting for him. There you uh, go. And then, and then Patty, Patty Mahomes. I mean, he, even though he's a, a Chiefs player, I still love watching this kid. How play. can you not he, watch? How can you not just watch him? He's fun to watch. You know, he's just so much fun to watch. He's, I mean, you can just tell everybody gravitates towards him. Uh, he really is a is a great you know player for the NFL. I think he's a great face for the NFL's for the NFL's future. He's not um, like Philip Rivers, who I just every time I see the dude's despise. face, I just despise. Like <laughs> cringe. I cringe when I see his face. Patrick and Mahomes, he got nothing but nothing but respect. He does. He plays the game right. He's a great locker room, and you're right. He's a great teammate. So why yeah. not be a great face for the NFL? Yeah, and then and then and then across the across the board there for Thursday night football, um, Brandon Cooks and David Johnson. You know, two new two new homes for each. Uh, Cooks coming over from the Rams. Johnson obviously coming over in that that package trade for for Hopkins um, from the Cardinals. And I'm interested to see uh, if it breathes new life into these guys. Yeah, um, these these are a couple names who years years back were big names in fantasy football. Um, can they return to fantasy football glory? That yep. is what we're wondering here. Exactly. And I think I think both are poised to do so. I think both are definitely given a great opportunity. I think David Johnson is going to play with a chip on his shoulder this year. Um, the man looks like he's in incredible shape right now. Uh, he's you know working his ass off. Uh, Brandon Cooks, I I am a huge huge believer that. When Hopkins leaves, all of those targets got to go somewhere, um, and I think Fuller will definitely see a lot, a lot of those targets as well. But I think Brandon Cooks is going to be a huge sleeper and such a great value based off of ADP um, for a lot of fantasy teams this year. Yeah, and uh, questionables, doubts, and outs. So, uh, two, just two players on on this list for Thursday Night Football to, to take note. 
Brandon Cooks at the at the wide receiver position is listed as questionable with a quad injury. Uh, now, I think he's going to play. There's no scare that he's not going to play. But just being so early on in the season, missing missing some few practices, he might just be kind of on a limited snap count, especially if the game goes in the opposite direction of where the Chiefs just get ahead very early on by a big number. You could see Brandon Cooks maybe not playing the full game. And, and at tight end, Travis Kelsey. Now, he's listed as questionable uh, with, a, with a knee, something with his knee going on, but... I think Travis Kelsey was listed as questionable probably 80% of last fantasy football season. He yeah. just, he, they take practices off. He's not someone that needs to practice every single day. He could show up for game day and the chemistry with Pat Mahomes, he's still going to be a stud. So don't have to worry about those two players playing. They're going to play. So if you see them on your roster, don't freak out. Follow along. We'll give you updates. But as of right now, they are playing, they're full go, and they're good to go. Absolutely. Yep. Now, first studs. Okay, Bryduck, we're going one stud for Thursday night football. Who do you have? My one stud I have for Thursday night football is David Johnson. Hello? So I did just kind of touch I did just kind of touch on that. Now, he has a projected point value of 15.05 points. So in order for him, as we kind of uh, stated in the rules earlier for how we're going to be you know, grading this and, and getting our points for this, is uh, he's going to have to put up 18.05 points plus. I think he is absolutely going to do so, and I'll give you the reasons why. So, with COVID-19 being the case and all this virtual training and all this stuff going on, um, I think a lot of teams early on the season are going to lean running back heavy. Uh, I think it's it's kind of the bread and butter of every offense is to ground and pound. And you really don't have to have too much uh, practice when it comes to knowing which hole to hit. So, it's a little bit different when you're you know, practicing timing with receivers coming in and out of their breaks and kind of getting that down versus handing a ball off, hit a hole, you know, the run, you know, the play, it's a little bit different. Um, so I think that a lot of teams are going to lean running back heavy. So I think David Johnson is heavily utilized come Thursday night football. Let's see it. Let's see it. And the, I'm going with Brandon cooks. So the two people we talked about, Again, I'm a big believer in those targets got to go somewhere. I believe that the Chiefs are going to get ahead and they're going to need to throw the ball a lot. Instead of handing it off to David Johnson, I believe that Deshaun Watson is going to be throwing it to my boy Cooks out there, who is actually on my bench in my other league, but that's just because I have two other stud wide receivers. But I think he's going to end up having a 16.8 point game. He was projected at 13.8 in a PPR league, 13.8. I think he's going to get to that 16.8, 16.9 to, to have me score a win column for my stud for Thursday night. Okay, okay. And I think that's that's a big a big thing to, to note here and something that, you know, I think is, is probably missed because we don't cover it in every episode is all of our rankings and point projections are based off of full point PPR not half point PPR or standard non PPR leagues um, this is full point PPR based off of Yahoo projections so it's very important for everybody to know where we're coming up with these point values uh, because we do get DM'd time to time like hey why are you saying that this guy's projected to put up 19 in my league he's only projected to put up you know 13 or something like that and it's like oh what type of league are you in oh non PPR well that's why um, so <laughs> uh, it's very important for everybody to understand that when we are talking rankings for the fact of the majority of people who get into fantasy football start with standard PPR leagues. There you so, go. Uh, and who's your dud? There. So duds, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Oh. And, not, and, and, and like I said, he's on my fantasy team. I hope he blows it out of the water. I really do. But his very first game he is ever going to suit up for for the NFL, he is projected to put up almost 20 points. He's projected That's to put up 19.24 19. points in his very first game ever. So 
I mean, they might try to ease him in, and he might only get 10 carries. Yeah. You know? So you can't expect this kid to step in and get 25 carries a game. Yeah. Can it happen? Sure. Do we know? No, because there was no preseason. We have no fucking idea what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so for for me personally, I with all the unknown, it's hard for me to say that a rookie running back is going to step right in and put up damn near twenty points. So for me, I, I hope I hope he blows it out of the water and and I lose that that bet there. Um, but yeah, I'm going with Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Who do you got? So I'm going with Will Fuller. So I just, I think the guy is made of glass. I I really do. I know a lot of people, I think it's crazy. He pulled his hamstring just you saying his name. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I I know a lot of people have him ranked higher in in leagues. He was being drafted before Brandon Cooks. I I think Brandon Cooks was brought in for a reason. I think Bill O'Brien has a plan for Brandon Cooks. And I I know some people are saying, well, Will Fuller already has that chemistry with Deshaun Watson. I don't see it. He's always fucking hurt. So how the hell can you gain chemistry with someone when you're never on the damn field because you're always hurt? So I don't think he's going to get 18 points. I just don't see him getting 18 points. He can definitely show off and, and get it. I think he possibly hurts his ankle or hurts his hamstring in the first half and ends up sitting <laughs> the rest of the game. So we'll, we'll see. Obviously, I don't hope that happens. Uh, hopefully, again, Will Fuller's a, a very fun person to watch when he is healthy, but I just don't see him scoring 18 points. So yeah, it's almost like it's almost like he's too fast for his own ligaments. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, like his That's body, his point. body, his body can't even keep up with you know his skill set. <laughs> exactly. Because I mean, exactly. there was times last year where he was putting up like there was a couple games where he put up like I think like almost like forty points. Yeah. I remember there was one week he sat on my bench. It was the week that I think the Raiders played the Bears, and I remember he was sitting on my bench, and I showed up to the bar because I had just left a wedding. Uh, the night before so we woke up that morning it was Sunday morning we were driving went to a bar first thing because a little hair on the dog never hurt nobody exactly and uh, went over to the bar catch some some football games and you know we're sitting there and all of a sudden I walk in and I hear this guy sitting next to me in the booth over and he's like oh my god Will Fuller's got 35 points for me or something crazy and I was like no and I look at my lineup (laughs) and he's on my bench and I was just like son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there's nothing worse than when somebody on your bench just goes off. There's nothing worse. Absolutely, absolutely not. Well, kind of let's let's pause right here to to listen to our sponsored advertisement here. If you're looking to add to your sports memorabilia collection, do yourselves a favor and check out the best in the business, Bay Breakers. They'll give you a chance to win full-size football helmets signed by some of your favorite players. I've already added some fire helmets to my collection, and you can too. Just follow Bay Breakers on Facebook and get in the game. Alright, thank you Bay Breakers. That was a great advertisement to go check them out. We'll definitely shoot you again their their Facebook page for you guys to go check them out. But those helmets are legit for sure. They are, man. I, I I have set up my man cave. It looks so sweet now, dude. Like, and these are just such great deals. Like, you guys definitely need to go check these guys out for sure. Absolutely. Bay Breakers on Facebook. Um, you know, starting auctions off. You know, anywhere from, you know, like. Some some entries are like twenty eight dollars to thirty five dollars and and up depending on you know the type of breaks they're doing but a lot of fun it's a fun yeah, time absolutely hit us up DM us if if you need it we could send you the link just in case or we can invite you as well but now now on to now on to Sunday now a couple of players that just just some things that I'm interested in seeing is is Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski uh, I I know it's kind of early on and I know Rob Gronkowski's already kind of been shadowed in the fact that he looks like he's the tight end three on that roster uh, that he could very well finish with the least amount of snaps out of their tight ends but I'm still interested to see if that can kind of be brought to brought back from from what they did and another one is uh, Le'Veon Bell and Frank Gore now Bryduck shared with me a little while ago but Le'Veon Bell isn't 
looked very good. And I know Gaze had said that it was just him kind of sitting out, nothing to do with that. But from reports, it is saying that Frank Gore has actually been the more productive back in that backfield. Can you believe that? And it doesn't shock me. I mean, Frank Gore is, in my opinion, probably the most underrated running back in NFL history. Yep. This man has run for so many yards and quietly. Yep. Like, he doesn't get any respect. I think Frank Gore is, even at his age, still a workout machine. Yeah. The guy is just, he. That's that's the way he was built. So it doesn't shock me that in practice, he probably goes 110%. Yeah. Where Le'Veon Bell strikes me as the guy who half-asses practice. Yeah. So can you put too much into that as a beat writer that's sitting on the sideline and you're trying to get clicks? Sure, you probably can. And that's probably what happened in this case. And people are, you know, putting headliners out saying, oh, Frank, too much into it. yeah, Frank Gore is more productive than Le'Veon Bell in practice. And as the great Allen Iverson said, we talk about practice. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, uh, it, it is what it is. We'll see. Um, but I, I, you know, I think Lev Bell is still a. A player that is going to take it, take each game at a hundred percent. They may he might not take practice at a hundred percent, but I, you can guarantee he's not going to go out there and embarrass himself on Sundays. Yeah. So he, I, I know he's going to be working his ass off when it comes to the games. Um, and there's just players like that. We, you know, if you grew up playing football, you, there was players like that. We had players like that all the time. Like in practice, they were just like, eh, whatever. And then the games came around and they were just studs. Yeah. There's you always know? gamers. And there's there were gamers, yeah. you know, and, and you know, we called them practice squad warriors, you know, and there would be some guys that were just like the best in practice. And, but you know, I, I think definitely something to, to pay attention to look forward to to seeing that battle you know go on throughout the season and i'm glad i didn't draft anything that had to do with the jets this year so i don't really care what they do <laughs> uh and and another one that i'm just kind of interested uh to look into and and keep an eye on and been hearing more and more is that Devin Singletary and the Zach Moss i was just reading reports on this kid Zach Moss yeah. literally like hours ago um, about just how phenomenal he has looked. I See, I thought I've always known Zach Moss was going to be a great one-two punch with Buffalo. I didn't expect for him to have the needle tilt in his way after them getting rid of Frank Gore. I was like, okay, Zach Moss can take over that role and take over goal line. I didn't yeah. realize that it's looking like Zach Moss by halfway through the season could be taking the majority of the snaps. Yeah, and that's scary. That's scary for a lot of people who drafted Singletary a little high, right? Yeah, because um, everybody was kind of thinking like he was going to be a hundred percent lock. Uh, and this is where no preseason really just throws a wrench into everybody's, you know, draft strategies because yeah. you're you're going based off of you know thoughts and opinions and articles, and you're not really seeing a product on the field, so you have no idea. Um, so. That is going to be a very interesting one to watch play out. Come, exactly. Come season. And Devil Sing- Devin Singletary, hold on to the damn ball. If you can yeah. hold on to the ball, you can't hold on to the ball in practice. How they how are they going to trust you in a game? So Exactly. It, yeah, he's it, still having fumbling issues in practice. Exactly. Still having that fumbling-itis right there, so we'll see. But some questionables, doubtfuls, and some outs. Bryduck, why don't you list off uh, just the, the Sunday morning uh, or shit, name name off all the running backs that are, are questionable and doubtful. Yeah, so running backs for, for questionable, you're going to be wanting to keep an eye on Miles Sanders. He, he is nursing that hamstring. Um, he is supposed to be ready by week one, but something to monitor. Um, and, you know, a, a reason why when I was drafting, I didn't want to draft a guy that was already questionable week one, you know. So I stayed away from Sanders when I could have drafted him. You know, hopefully he'll be okay. Hopefully it's just him, you know, trying to get to 100% before the season starts. Um, So that's one to keep an eye on. DeAndre Swift, um, undisclosed. So uh, they they do go out and they pick up AP. And that's concerning. Yeah. Um, Because if you're somebody who drafted DeAndre Swift, you know, 
probably fifth, sixth round, you know, you're you're not very excited to hear that he's got an undisclosed injury and then they go and pick up AP. That's that's definitely an eyebrow raiser. So something to monitor there. And they uh, already David, have KJ there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they've definitely got other options there. Um, David Montgomery is questionable, injured his groin, uh, was like a two to four week timetable. So it falls right about week one. Um, could they, you know, you know, uh, approach it with some cautious optimism and, and throw them out there for a a series? Sure. Um, but my opinion with groin injuries, hamstring injuries, soft tissue injuries, things of that nature, you don't want to rush somebody back. Um, so in, in my opinion, I don't think David Montgomery starts. So I think that questionable more or less probably goes to a doubtful probably sometime during this week and then all the way to an out by, by game time. So definitely keep an eye on that one. Um, Sunday afternoon, you got Joe Mixon, who's been suffering from those migraines, um, you know, migraines are, are nothing to, you know, joke about. Percy Harvin is somebody who Great I l- loved back in the day, man. Like, loved Percy Harvin. Yeah. And that was a guy whose career got cut short from migraines. Yeah. You know, so, so you know, some people look at these things and they're like, migraines? But these things will literally knock you out. Like, they will make it so you cannot even see straight. No, absolutely. Um, if Great you've comparison. Never had, yeah, if you've never had a migraine like that, like you don't you don't understand how, how bad those can be. Um, and then Sunday night, uh, Daryl Henderson, someone to keep a, an eye on there as well uh, with uh, a questionable status with a hamstring injury. Perfect, perfect. Thank you on that one. And and going jumping into the wide receivers, going into uh, into Sunday morning here, and uh, the the players that we're listing off are are high percentage in leagues. Some of these. Some of these players are the ones that are like 10%, 20%. We're going to leave those off the list just because they're in 20% of the leagues. If yeah, we want to stay question. relevant. Yeah. yeah, we want to stay relevant to Ask the majority. Um, so we're, we're going to cover mostly notables. No, you know, if there's second, third stringers that won't even get in games, we don't really care about those exactly. guys. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so sun, Sunday morning for, for wide receivers, you have Devontae Parker. He's questionable. Another undisclosed injury. I really don't like this undisclosed injury because you can't really gauge. You don't know if it's that soft tissue or hamstring or growing. As a wide receiver, having a hamstring injury linger can kill your whole entire season. Your whole season's done. So it's it's very hard to and it's very alarming. Now he has returned to practice and he is slated to play. There's they say he's gonna play. There's no issue with him sitting out, but it's still kind of alarming that you just want to be able to, to keep an eye on and throughout the weeks we'll definitely keep everyone updated on those type of injuries. Uh, Jamison Crowder, uh, big big Jets receiver that they say has had a, a good camp and is definitely going to receive the majority of the targets. He has a lower leg issue and is listed as questionable as well, but has also returned to practice this week. So, again, there's no scare that it doesn't seem like he's not going to play. He is going to play, but a lower leg injury is keeping him questionable. Uh, Sunday, Jump into the Sunday afternoon games. Uh, you have DeAndre Hopkins uh, was listed as questionable, undisclosed injury, but has returned to practice. There's no fear that DeAndre Hopkins is not going to play. He will definitely be suited up week one and he just got that big boy contract he got that huge contract you know he's suiting up oh you know they're gonna make him play and i again he could be like the travis kelsey where you might see a questionable with his name next to it early on in the week but by midweek end of week it's gone completely uh debo samuel uh is actually progressing a lot faster than reports originally said and what we thought but he's listed as questionable i would list him as doubtful and by the end of the week out just because again why rush that injury coming back i i just don't see it so if you're a debo samuel fantasy owner and he's on your bench keep him there don't get overly excited about reading into his questionability i think by the end of the week that will be listed as doubtful and out and just for the the Niner fans, Brandon Ayoke hamstring injury. I told you guys not to draft him. 
He was dra- he, you drafted him when he was injured already. Hamstring <laughs> injury doesn't look good. So, um, and then Sunday night, uh, Amari Cooper questionable, undisclosed. He'll be suited and will be ready for Week One. Bryduck had him last year, and he was questionable almost every single week. So. I'm pretty sure Amari Cooper was actually born with a questionable injury status. Yeah, I, I think he was just born as, with a question mark in general. I, it might be his hands. Oh man! And I got Amari, I got I got Amari in one of my leagues, man. So yeah, I've I, I've got a you know I've got love for Amari Cooper, even though he you know hated playing for the Raiders. <laughs> but you know the the guy when he wants to ball out he definitely can but yeah he is going to be someone if you are a fantasy owner of Amari Cooper get used to seeing that questionable status next to him all year long yeah no ab- absolutely there was no really relevant tight ends uh that needed to be noted no one everyone's good to go i think the only one was uh was Jack Doyle and that was just a neck injury if you're if you have him i think there was 38% of fantasy owners had him he's probably on your bench he's returned to practice but you're you're starting if you're starting jack doyle at tight end you've got more problems yeah i mean who knows man (laughs) i I, i've seen some weirder stuff i've seen some weird i mean i i just got looped into this uh this thread the other day with a couple buddies that were getting in this league where this this league had four flex positions jesus Two had to be tight ends, and then the other two were super flex, where they could be quarterbacks. So you you're starting like two quarterbacks a week, three tight ends a week, two running backs, two wide receivers. I was like, man. And then they had uh, ten bench spots. Like it was like twenty five rounds for their draft or something. So they drafted the whole NFL, like literally, yeah. Like you literally are drafting like everybody. There's nobody left on the waiver wire. I was like, (laughs) that is the most bizarre thing I've ever heard of in my life. And I guess they did this because of COVID, and they were like, with COVID, we wanted to have a super deep bench just in case. And I was like, I guess, but man, I don't even know where to come up with a strategy for that big of a of a draft, man. Like that is just that's gnarly. See, our league, we have four IRs based upon four irs wow just to just to move the person if they have covid move them to ir be able to pick Mm -hmm. someone up really easy that week and then you would have to drop the the following week type of thing like that but yeah i mean it's we live in a crazy world now crazy crazy world bryduck hit us up with that sunday game sunday day game stud so my sunday game Game day stud is going to be Austin Eckler. Woo! Woo-wee! So I think Austin Eckler, not only because he's on my team, but (laughs) (laughs) also because I think that, you know, barring Melvin Gordon returning last season, I think finishes running back number two last year. Um, Is he going to have a little bit of competition out there? Sure. Uh, But I still think that he's going to have huge value and especially in PPR I think that Tyrod Taylor is going to be dump off machine to Eckler all day long uh garbage time points you name it Eckler is going to be getting a ton of opportunities this year yeah Um, definitely so he's projected to put up 19.01 points um I definitely think he he far surpasses that um so I'm looking forward to seeing Austin Eckler go off this weekend all right, man. You ready for this one? Well, I'm, I'm ready. To, I'm, I'm about to drop this one for you. I got Fitz Magic <laughs> as my stud. What are you laughing? He's this is Fitz Magic we're talking about here. He he only shows up for one week, and it's always week one. That's the I only hope, week. I hope he shows up with a suit with his chest hair sticking out. I I absolutely. You can borrow some of my chest hair. <laughs> And all right, all right. I know I'm I'm gonna get some shit for this one. I know he's only in four percent of the leagues. When hey, we're... Th- th- those four percent of listeners right now though are like hell yeah, hell yeah. They're gonna win w- w- week one. They're gonna help me get my case of beer for this competition. <laughs> Bryson's gonna send me that keg. I'm good to go over here, everyone. So so so, so he's projected to put up nineteen point zero nine points. I see here. So that's, you think no? That's with the added three points. Oh, so you added in his three all. I added so, his three, yeah. So he's so, got to reach nineteen point zero. Yeah. So he's so he's projected to put up sixteen points this week. Yeah. 
I mean, that's definitely doable. Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely doable. So that's that's not a bad choice. Now it's not a bad choice. Easy out, but not a bad choice. <laughs> that might be a loss for in my column on that one. I can't I wait. So. Who's your who's your stud uh, for Sunday night football? So Sunday night football, I have got Michael Gallup. Um, he has got a projected point. Uh, at 15.16 so 15.16 points this week so he's got to put up 18.16 points um, for me to hit my my win on that one and uh, I, I think it's definitely doable um, it's Sunday Night Football it is Dak trying to make a point and I think he goes lights out and I think Gallup has a has a really really big night. I think that Cooper is going to be double teamed quite often, and I yeah. think Gallup is going to you know see a lot lot of opportunity um, come Sunday night. No, absolutely, absolutely. I got Cam Akers, uh, a rookie running okay. back. Now, with Daryl Henderson like just that. not fully healthy, Daryl Henderson's only supposed to project four points. So yeah. Cam Akers, thirteen points. 13.32 points, so I have him getting at least the 16.32. I think with no really other running back, I think Cam Akers, this could be his staple ground here just to make sure that he can dominate and solidify himself as that RB1 there in, in L.A. And again, why not do it on prime time? Yeah, big time game for him, big time opportunity. He's got to show out for sure. And who do you have as your, your Sunday day dud over here? My Sunday day dud, I have got Lev Bell. Um, so we kind of talked about it earlier with Frank Gore, you know, being, you know, that practice warrior. And he's been the guy that's, you know, been showing out in practice. Um, but but Le'Veon Bell, he's projected to put up uh, 12.89 points. I, I don't think he even gets close to that. Um, I really do feel like that the Jets are going to be playing from behind and they're going to be throwing a lot. And I don't anticipate a lot of opportunity for Le'Veon Bell to get, you know, much, much opportunity to get going on the ground. Yeah. So I think, I think that Le'Veon Bell is going to be your, your Sunday dud. Yeah. No, there you go. There you go. My Sunday day dud is Chris Carson. I, I like Chris Carson, don't get me wrong. He definitely led the NFL in, in fumbles last year, so he definitely fumbles the ball quite a bit. I just don't see it. He's supposed to have 17.05 with a total of with the three to be at 20.05. I just don't see it. I just see Russell Wilson going in and just absolutely dominating on on Sunday against the Falcons I also believe Carlos Hyde will get in there and get some runs in there as well I just I don't see it I think Russell Wilson is just going to take that and start off with the year with a great year I just don't see the 20 2005 duds for Sunday night football who do you have my Sunday night football, if I've got uh, Michael Gallup as my stud, then I've got to have Amari Cooper as my dud. There you go. So, uh, yeah, I, like I kind of said already, Amari Cooper, I feel like, is going to have a lot of double-team coverage coming his way uh, Sunday night. I think that Gallup is going to be the one that's going to see the Lions' share of opportunity over there. So I think Amari Cooper, with him having a projection of 15.79, I don't think he comes anywhere near that. And, man... I like how we're pairing these so far. So you had one as a stud on the team, one as a dud. I did that with Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller, and I'm also doing it with Cam Akers and my Sunday night dud being Robert Woods. I, I'm i a big Cooper Cup fan. Yeah, right? It's it's either we're going to hit on both or we're just going to yeah. completely fuck it up. Yeah, completely bomb. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking the risk. We're taking the yeah. risk. Let's I, see. I think Cooper Cup has more points than Robert Woods. They have him now with the three points. They have him getting eighteen point nine seven points, making yeah. him wide receiver nine week one. I just which is yeah, I agree hundred percent. That's just that doesn't make sense. How you can rank him so low, Yahoo, and then all of a sudden. His projection his, points is higher than Cups. Yeah, yeah, 
So Cubs, his, AD, his ADP, his overall draft value, lower than Cup, but then when it comes to the season starting, then all of a sudden he's projected to put up more points than Cup yeah. week one. Doesn't yeah. make any sense. No, it, so, it, yeah, it I, definitely doesn't make sense to me. And, and that's why we say don't go, don't dive too much into draft grades. Don't dive too much into point value projections either. Um, you know, trust your instincts. Look at look at the sample size of what they do throughout the course of the season, and that's more or less what you can expect week to week. Hard to know week one, obviously, what that's going to be because you don't have a trend beginning yet. Um, but you know, after the first few weeks, you'll be able to see kind of what you can anticipate week week by week. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And jumping into to Monday night football now, I, I'm interested. Obviously, my Broncos playing now. When I was in Ohio, man, I was working so much. We got out there. It was a Monday night football. They were playing the Chargers. It was a 7-15 game, and it was at 10 o'clock at night. I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm working 16 hours. How the hell am I going to stay awake for the one primetime game my Broncos are going to play? It, <laughs> I passed out like 10 minutes into it. But uh, I think just the key players here to just real quick brush it off. Got to see how Derrick Henry, how he's going to do that contract. He just got that big contract as well, so let's see how he does. As as well as uh, a Melvin Gordon and a Philip Lindsay going to running back by committee. A lot of people, Melvin Gordon was ranked pretty high with an ADP pretty high. So let's see how the Broncos handle that. And, of course, I just want to see Jared Judy play. So, I don't, of course. Who, who are a couple key players that you want to just – throw out there to watch out for definitely i i'm like super super interested to see what jerry judy can do um personally somebody that i drafted late in in uh one of our leagues so that i can you know take a look and and see if the raiders missed on this kid because i personally wanted jerry judy so i'm interested to see that battle between uh, you know, all of those rookie wide receivers and who comes out on top at the end of the year. And Jerry Judy's one of those guys that I'm definitely looking forward to watching. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And and why don't you uh, name off those those questionables for us? Yeah, so questionables, uh, quarterbacks, we don't have any. So our, our quarterbacks we're anticipating are going to be starting. They're playing. They're not injured, and they're, they're good to go. So quarterbacks, nothing to miss there. Um, running backs, Melvin Gordon is questionable with a rib injury, did miss a few days of practice, um, but he is anticipated to be a full go. So you can be rest assured if you've got Melvin Gordon slotted in as a starter on your roster, he is going to be playing. Um, so definitely, you know, obviously if, if that cue is there, keep an eye on it. Um, but we're, we're saying that he's probably going to be a full go. Uh, wide receivers, A.J. Brown, questionable, undisclosed. Again, another one that you're like, undisclosed. It's hard to know what what to even think of that. Um, but he has participated in stretching. Um, you've also got Golden Tate, who's questionable with a hamstring. Uh, could be limited or inactive. Um, if you've got Golden Tate starting, you might want to keep an eye on that. Tight and, ends. and these are both questionable, and they play Monday night. So they definitely yeah, have some time to... Time to get into that one full practice that they need before getting getting ready so exactly yeah plenty of time be between now and, and uh you know the time that they actually snap the ball on monday night and then uh tight ends nothing to worry about there no no injury concerns for for any of the tight ends playing monday night football absolutely absolutely perfect not very much to talk about with the questionables there now monday night studs who do you, who do you have right up for your stud of monday night Man, so when we do this, and for all the fans that, that don't know how we do these, these, you know, we are as competitive as you would think, and we don't want to look at each other's lists. So I have Jerry Judy, and then I looked at yours after, and I saw you had Jerry Judy too. So we can kind of tag team this. Um, I, I've got Jerry Judy as my stud for, for Monday Night Football. Kind of already talked about it. I'm, I'm really excited to see Jerry Judy play, um, you know, there was so much hype around this kid and his route running ability. And if you've even been watching anything that gets put out on any type of social media on Jerry Judy, his footwork drills, anything that he's doing out there, he's just killing it. Um, Sutton, I feel like, is just going to be double teamed a lot. Yeah. And Jerry Judy is going to have so much opportunity. I really feel like Jerry Judy is just going to have a breakout season because of 
the opportunity that is is put out there in Denver right now. They've got a lot of great players, and they're kind of a quiet underdog in my opinion. Yeah. Um, they've got a lot of talent on that offensive side of the ball right now. Now, unfortunately, we did just hear about Von Miller and you know Von Miller being out for the season, so a little hit for their defense there. Um, but I think that that offense is going to be as explosive as as you know any AFC team. Um, especially, you know, with the opportunity for, for Jerry Judy, I think he's going to, you know, have a, have a tremendous year. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, yeah, that's my, that's my stud as well. I, and I mean, 12.8 points, 12.8 points. Yeah. Come on. I mean, that's, Come on. that's, he could put that up in the first half. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And from, again, just if you've been reading into it and Kareem Jackson out there has said that Jerry Judy has had the best routes that he's ever seen, and and, and, the, and the other kid you guys drafted's injured. KJ so, Hamler, yeah, you know, not not a whole lot of other wide receiver depth there that are are going to be taken away from him. Um, yeah, it's really Sutton and Judy. Yeah, no, absolutely Sutton Judy. They do have him Judy doing a little Tim Patrick uh, as well, but you know, I I still. From everything I've been reading and, and seeing, they have designed plays for him. They're trying to get the ball to him often and early on. And again, Sutton's just going to be double teamed. So I, I, I think that's a, a win in the column for both of us there. Well, it's Who a is, wash either way. So. That's a wash either way. <laughs> we both look good. <laughs> yeah. Who's your dud? My dud for Monday Night Football is going to be Melvin Gordon. So... A reason being is, you know, I really feel like when you go into a situation with another running back that a team loves, it's it's a hard situation to go into and be a huge fan, fantasy producer. Now, when a lot of fantasy people look at players, they value them based off of points that they put up for their team. Melvin Gordon is going to be a huge value to the Broncos regardless of what he does fantasy-wise. But I I just feel like with that dual split, it's probably going to be like a 50-50 split there between him and Lindsey. So, I I don't know. I just feel like the opportunities... if. If he doesn't take the each opportunity and really take advantage of it, I feel like he's going to start getting less and less opportunities. No, because agreed. Philip Lindsay is more of today's type of running back. The ground and pound straight ahead running backs are a dying breed in the NFL these days. I mean, we're seeing it all over, right? Adrian Peterson gets cut. Leonard Fournette gets cut. Melvin Gordon gets released by the Chargers. Like all of these, Todd Gurley he's gone David Johnson's moving on you know like all of these players who are your typical ground and pound type running backs they're kind of being phased out for these more scat back receiving running backs um that's just kind of what the NFL is turning into it's it's a faster tempo offensive you know situation that we're seeing in the NFL these days so I don't know I I feel like Melvin Gordon was brought in there he's gonna be the starting running back but I think Philip Lindsay takes away a lot I absolutely, absolutely agree, and and my dud of the week is going to be Noah Fant. Now Noah Fant is is scheduled to to have eleven. I don't think he's gonna. I I just don't. I don't see it. I I don't see him having those points. Now I, it's mainly just due to the fact of they have so much tight end depth over there with Noah Fant, Jake. Jake Budd apparently is finally healthy and is actually looking like his true self. And you have Albert O now as well. Now, Albert O has been having a great camp in Denver. He already yeah. has that connection. Yeah, with... we've, got, we've got some sources who are saying, and if you if, if you got a pen and paper, this is a guy to keep an eye out on. Albert O, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that last name. No, um, no one does. <laughs> You're going to sound like how I pronounce that, names. Yeah. That's literally why they just call him Alberto. Um, <laughs> keep, keep an eye out on this kid. You know, I know we talked about it. You know, way months, months ago, we talked about this kid and and, and Locke having that rapport already. Um, but this is a kid to keep an eye out on because you know we're hearing that he has had a tremendous camp. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. He's he's a touchdown machine 
when it comes to uh, the Broncos, and he just already has that. He already has that connection with Drew Locke. So how can you think that Noah Fant's going to dominate? Now it's poor and Noah Fant. fourteen point oh eight points. That's that for a tight end. That's a lot of points. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I, I mean, I think that's a good. That's a good choice. I think we got it there. Uh, wow. What a what a great week one episode, Bryduck. Uh, my my beer finished. I need to get another one. Hit us with those closing remarks. Yeah, if you're on social media, Instagram and YouTube, uh, follow us at Fantasy Football BS. That's at Fantasy Football BS on Twitter at Fantasy FBBS. Um, you know, we're always dropping content throughout the week. Now that the season is starting, uh, we are going to be a lot more active on there in terms of stories and posts um, because so much is going to be going on. So make sure that you guys are, are turning on those notifications if you are following us on Instagram so that you know when we're dropping new posts. Um, that way you guys can stay up to date because if you play fantasy football, you know time is of the essence. If anybody gets a drop on you for a waiver wire ad, by minutes it screws you out of picking up a player so you've got to have those notifications on that way you guys can be on the ball and picking up people when we're telling you that someone's out or this person needs to be picked up you guys can be on the dime so make sure you guys are 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 turning those notifications on if you're listening to us on uh on any podcast platform um you can follow us at fantasy football bs so spotify itunes google podcast podbean wherever you listen your podcast find us at fantasy football bs Um, Next episode will be next Wednesday. We'll be recapping week one. Uh, We'll be going uh, uh, over our waiver wire picks of the week. So people that you should be looking for um, to add on to your roster. Because after this first week one shakes out, you can guarantee that the waiver wire ads after this first week are going to be pretty heavy. Oh, yeah. Um, Because all the things that we don't know because there was no off-season games and there was no preseason games and there was nothing really to see um, we're going to see it all shake out week one so we'll know what to expect Um, so keep an eye out for that Uh, again thank you to all of our sponsors air care heating and cooling you can reach them at 408-809-7350 or visit them at www.aircareheatandcool.com thank you again to the bay breakers uh, thanks to all of the fa- the fans and listeners for you know keeping up with our episodes, and uh, I hope you guys have a great week one. Go out there, get that W. I hope you guys have been listening and, and paying attention so that you can go out there and dominate your league. Yeah, hit us up uh, on our on our Instagram if you guys need any last minute advice. Hit us up. Absolutely. All right, all right guys. guys. Peace out. Is here even though we don't appear. Nothing short of fun, I rock a beanie when you see me Running through the week